Upstream with Jim and John, father and son conversations about discipleship and culture in the Pacific Northwest. I'm John. And I'm Jim. And today we're going to talk about the, we each have made a kind of a private list and we're going to share with each other uh, and you at the same time on what we think if God were to set our top three priorities right now in this moment in our lives, what those priorities would be. Yeah, this one's going to be more of a a show and tell type episode, <laughs> a little more, a little more personal. And, uh, we hope that, uh, by doing this, you know, you might have that, have that thought process through your day. You know, what are these, if God was to set my own priority list, top three or actually dad has four. Yeah. And I may not, I may not go for, I may settle okay. with three, but, uh, I do have four that I jotted down. But yeah, we, the hope is that this will stir in your own thinking. Um, what would God's priorities for my life be right now based on the season that you're in and the, and the the spot in time that you're in. But before that, it's joke or story time. John, you got a joke or a story today? I've got a story. It's all, I, you know, maybe next time we should say no more stories for this one week. You have to do a joke. I don't know because you're, you've told a joke once and it was not good. <laughs> so <laughs> that maybe, is mean. but you're a great storyteller. So I think, I think maybe you should stick with stories. Okay. Well, I do have a story, so all right, let's lucky go. you and lucky yeah. listeners. Um, so my the, the it's another egg on my face story, another oh. embarrassing one. Uh, I can be oblivious to certain things, and one of those is <laughs> is the volume of my voice. I guess. Oh, for the second time, this happened the other day. But the, I'll tell the first instance. They're okay. both pretty short. I'll tell both instances. So, uh, one in the dorms, or no, in my apartment at Northwest. Yeah. With uh, one of my buddies who well, we had uh, communication classes together and uh, we were talking about aliens and he says, you know, you know, what if like aliens come down <laughs> and they're like, hey, we have like, you know, footage of, you know, the Big Bang and, and evolution, stuff like that. He's like, oh. he's like what do you, you know, is that, does that shake your faith? And I was like, hmm, I don't know. So then the next day we're in communication class and uh, it's like, like pop quiz or something. Everyone's hushed and looking at the papers. I have, I have an aha, and I in in my head I'm like I'm talking I'm talking like this, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like hey Lem, uh, I've thought about it, and and in reality I'm talking like this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you know it's like it's like God just made those aliens, and if that's how He made the universe, that's how you know all this right, stuff, right? And I'm like it was fine. I'm comfortable, right? I'm comfortable <laughs> with what that means about God, and he's like he's like. Yeah, huh? And he's like trying to get me to stop. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And afterwards, I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, you were talking really loud. Like everyone, he saw people like turn around and there's, we're at the back of the class. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that was very embarrassing. And then the other day, uh, it happened again where we were at a Starbucks and, um, I'm waiting for, for my dad and, uh, we're at these, you know, in the, the comfy chairs at Starbucks. There's always four. Oh, at, yeah, at a, yeah. At a normal Starbucks. Yeah. And I'm sitting in one, and this lady comes over and just kind of sits down next to me. Oh, yeah. And like, I, there's three other chairs. She chooses the one right next yeah, to you. Yeah, and it's a whole, you know, I get that they're comfy, but there's a whole it's a whole shop open. And it's empty at that time, I think. There was, like, almost nobody in there. Right. So I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And so then you get there, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm whispering to you about, <laughs> about the woman who just sat next to me. 
And uh, she clearly heard me. You said everyone probably heard I'm me. like, man, I cannot believe how loud you're telling this story. Yeah. And then she <laughs> she gets up and moves. And I just felt terrible. So I felt like a real numbskull both those times. Yeah. She got up and moved. What was interesting is she got up and moved from the comfy chairs, which we had mm-hmm. abandoned. We right. surrendered the chairs to her. Mm-hmm. She won. And so we go to a, a table. And then I noticed that she leaves the comfy chairs and chooses a table, two tables away from ours. <laughs> So she got closer to you again. Yeah. And I was couldn't figure out what was going on with that. But then after you continue to talk about it a little bit, she packed up her goods and left. Yeah. You know, Sue has said to me times in restaurants, you know, we'll be talking and she's like, stop yelling, you know, lower your voice. She looks around, you know. Yeah. And then when I get when I get in loud places, I can't tell if I'm talking. Yeah. The white noise like drowns you out. Yeah. And I'm worried that people can't hear me. And then I notice, I'll, I'll, middle of a conversation, I'll notice whoever's with us isn't shouting. And oh. I'm realizing I'm talking louder than I have to because I could, I could lower my voice and they could still hear me. Yeah. Sometimes for me, it's like the memory of, of what I was saying is cranked in volume. <laughs> so I'll be like, Oh, I was shouting there. And I really wasn't like, right. like, especially on the phone. I'll have it on speaker. And after that, I hang up, I realize like I'm, my throat's tired. I must have been like just shouting the whole thing. I don't think so. Yeah. But I mean, the the point of the story is one, I can't trust myself very much as far as volume. But two, maybe I just shouldn't be whispering in the first place. If I should say, if I can say it, I should think that everyone could hear it and oh. I'd be fine anyway. So that's like a that's like a gauge of whether it should be said or not. Yeah, maybe. If I'm not willing to shout it, maybe I shouldn't whisper it either. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, that's my story. I have a thing that says, you know, if I don't want to see it on the front page of the Olympian or the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> uh-huh. maybe I shouldn't say it. And uh, I try to do that to to govern my mouth because mm-hmm. my mouth gets me in so much trouble. It's well, you know, you had that whole whole sermon on this. And biblically, you know, the man who bridles his tongue is a perfect man. If and you those... can control your tongue, mm-hmm. you are perfect in every way. And. We just have to know for a fact that's not possible. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, priorities. These are, uh, not for your whole life and they're not, you know, just like, they're not all like love everybody, you know, cause that's, right. uh, that's like for your whole life. Yeah. So these, and these, these could seasonal. change. These could change in two weeks. They could change in, in 30 days. They could change in a year. We're not sure, but we're saying that right now at this point in our lives, I think this is the, this is what God would say. I want you to focus here. I want you to pay attention here. Yeah. To these things. And we, and we came up with three each. Yeah. And mine, you, like, it's not to say that they shouldn't be important to you long term, but it's just, you know, for me at least, we don't know each other's priorities yet, by the way. That's why I'm only speaking on my, mm-hmm. my own behalf, but, mm-hmm. um, they are just more pressing now. So I think I, I, to, I've been talking. I told the story. You should, you should go first. Your first priority. Well, that's okay. What? You want me to go first? Well, I was hoping you would, but... Um, I, can, I can go first. Okay. I want to tell one little story on your mom. Uh, oh, talking oh, about talking no. loud. Sure. <laughs> Anytime you're... Have you, I don't know if you've ever been in the car with your mom when she gets a phone call on her cell phone. Uh-huh. But she she yells like it's two cans and a string. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she just talks really loud. And I think... I <laughs> I think it's from growing up in the Philippines in a time where oh, uh, long phone long yeah. distance technology was not good, and you really did have to shout when you were talking to someone That's in the so states. Funny. And so uh, she's done a lot better now, but for a long time, man, when she put that cell phone to her ear, it was like it's like she was shouting <laughs> <clears throat> for the hearing impaired. Yeah. That's <laughs> 
Well, maybe I am shouting then. Maybe I got it from her. Uh, you don't shout. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that's the weird thing, right? As I, I have a, uh, it is a weird thing because you do not shout. So it's interesting that you can't whisper either. Yeah. So you can't shout or whisper. All you have is this uh, room-filling talk. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, maybe it's just that I can't control my voice at all because I can't sing. You know, Lindsay has accused me of being tone deaf early on, and I was like, mm. I'm a musician. I, I, like, I can I can learn a song by ear. Yeah. How can you not? How can you be tone deaf if you can play yeah. an instrument? So she has re- regretted saying that. I probably shouldn't have said that because <laughs> she, she's convinced she really hurt my feelings. But uh, maybe it's just I don't, you know, I have like a numb, numb vocal cords. I don't know. Are your feelings hurt? Uh, They weren't not hurt at the time, but now it's just funny. So I don't know. Yeah. That's good. All right, John, you're up. Priority number okay. one. Priority number one. Um, so this has been a big thing. Uh, recently I've mentioned a few times on here that I went through a kind of, you know, like biblical, uh, rejuvenation uh, a few months ago. Yes. You know, uh, yeah, you made a big commitment to reading a lot, you know, yeah. like, and that, that rejuvenation affirmed to me the power of the, well, you've talked a lot about recently of the, the quiet place with God, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. altar, the, the alone time with God. Yeah. And how incredibly power that, powerful that is. So, um, all three of my priorities are about, uh, energy. Okay. Uh, and having not enough energy for certain things. Like for, for, uh, like to me, um, this is going to make me sound worse than I think it really is, but empathy takes a ton of energy for me. It is so much easier to, to just not, you know, not try and put yourself in someone's shoes. I think that's, I think that's mostly human. Hmm. Um, but so anyway, the, the quiet place, uh, with God is for me a well of energy. It's just supercharging your batteries. So trying to go oh, a whole week. You come out of there with a lot of yes, energy. Yes, I see. Super yeah. energy. So, so like trying to go a whole week without that is trying to like make it a few days with only charging your phone once. You know, it's just right. doesn't, it doesn't work out. So that's my first priority is getting back to that because I've definitely slacked on it uh, more and more lately. You know, as mm-hmm. um, life just kind of gets, it does what it does. And and you forget that sense of, of you know, rejuvenation. It's like going to the gym. You know, you, you go less and you forget how, uh, how how all the good it does for your life just right. because you've, you've been existing in that. So it's not as fresh. It's like a camp experience almost. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's definitely the first one. And it, it, I think it solves a lot of problems that don't even pop up if you don't, if you do that. Right. So like, right. Anyway, it's, 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 um, antidotal to my other two. So you're, you're saying that if you, if you are faithful to that, like if you hit that priority, mm-hmm. it actually solves a lot of other problems that don't ever materialize because of it. Exactly. So my other two priorities, which I'll get to eventually, uh, might actually just be solved by doubling down on the first priority. Mm. And when and you, because of that energy is what I'm talking about, because it, it, because it produces so much energy. Exactly. And, uh, when you're, when you do that, what does that look like? That, that, uh, that quiet alone place with God. What does that practically look like? What do you do there? It's well, the reason it's so lame that I've stopped is because it's as easy as just reading the Bible for at most 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. That's as easy as it is. And, uh, prayer on top of that, I'm, uh, uh, candidly much worse at prayer than I am at reading the Bible just Mm -hmm. because it's, Mm -hmm. it's so much less, uh, simple. You know, the Bible's like you opened it, you read it and then you closed it. It's like, you know, where prayer is a lot more nebulous to bring up a word yeah, from a few weeks from ago. the past yeah yeah so yeah that's how it looks like for me is primarily reading so. okay awesome uh priority number one for me and mine are really in no particular order uh 
Mm-hmm. Um, that one appears to be clearly the highest priority for you. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Or at least it's the most like foundational. Yeah. I think mine are probably equal in priority. Um, so I would say mine are in no particular order. But okay. here's here's the first one I wrote down is um, live with margin and learn how to stop working. Hmm. So um, I tend to be marginless as a lifestyle. Um, learning financial margin took me a long time to appreciate financial margin. Sure. Now I love it and I get nervous if it's not there, but, but that was a learning curve and time. You know, I, if I've got, if I've only got one hour free today, I'm going to figure out what to book in that hour. Sure. And so, uh, quiet sitting being, those are not natural to me. Right. And, um, and I, I feel like what I'm doing, this is a great energy conversation is I'm exhausting myself because I For don't sure. do that. And my mind doesn't get to recharge. They were saying, um, I, this, I just popped in my head. I remember a, a, a study that I read about a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now mm-hmm. about how boredom is actually a necessity to the brain. And people complain about being bored. And in our culture, we can't stand boredom. Sure. But boredom is actually a really important part of the rejuvenation of the brain. And it, and it kicks in creativity. If you never experience boredom, your creativity level will continue to shrink. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think that's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, where I'm not using all the energy I have. I'm not using all the time I have, Mm -hmm. but I create some white space, some margin. I have a lot more downtime than you do, mm-hmm. but I found that same thing where even if you're bouncing from entertainment to entertainment, right? Right. So like, um, close my laptop, pull up a book immediately yep. Yep. or, uh, you know, shut off my phone, turn on the TV immediately. Mm-hmm. These just skipping around. That's not even productive, but I'm not bored. And I'm just like, just, you know, putting different carrots in, on sticks in front of my face right. every, you know, right. couple of minutes. Uh, so that's a, a great point. That's why I actually, Normally at the end of, of a movie, um, and maybe it's because of post credit scenes in movies now with the the Marvel movies, but mm-hmm. uh, I always stick sit around, there, yeah, yeah, just to let it kind of mellow out, let it let it sit, sink in. Um, just because you know you just went on you just went on a freaking journey, you just went in someone's shoes for <laughs> two and a half hours, yeah, you got to let that mellow out. So I definitely that makes sense. You know, Sue and I had the the privilege of going to Cabo last week for. Uh, two full days, mm-hmm. you know, a half, two half days, but a full, two full days. And on that last day there, um, our goal was to sit by the pool for the entire day. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how stressful it was <laughs> to sit there and try to think of what I should be doing right. rather than just sitting there. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think this is a, this is a, an issue of the soul for me. Of, of not being able to embrace margin and just live and, and be. So that's, that's my first priority. So just to, to be clear, when you say, when you say margin, you mean like, um, restraint or borders? no, I, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, the, the boundaries around the white page, mm-hmm. you write on the page, but there's these bound, the margin around it where you don't write on that spot. Right. And so for me, the margin of time is time that you don't use. So, so dedicating specific time for no dedication for, for to be blank. Yeah. And maybe where the TV's off, mm-hmm. um, 
And I think too, you know, for me taking walks, um, if I smell fresh air, it's invigorating and energizing. Sure. Um, so it's like that, that kind of margin. Yeah. Downtime. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, not, it's, it's not uniquely modern, but it is definitely a modern exacerbated problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we, I think about if I was, um, you know, born to a farmer in like the 1700s, right. how bored out of your mind you would be. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the couples that was on this Cabo trip that we met, mm-hmm. uh, they live in Idaho and this guy grew up on a farm in rural Idaho. Population mm-hmm. of his town was like 200. Whoa. Lived his whole life there and he loved it. Wow. So his pace of life is very much slower than mine and he that. loves it that way. I would like to learn to love that. Yeah. I drove through a tiny town in Idaho with about a population. It was like 270. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it was very bizarre. Mm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> margin. I, I could do with margin probably opposite from you. Margin from entertainment and, and more productivity. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Number two for you, John. Yeah. Number two for me is uh, uh, my marriage, mm. which we talked to more than we should have the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Did you get in trouble? <laughs> no. She actually... I, I primed the pump a little bit. You know, I said, I said, you know, uh, uh, just cause she listens to all of them. So I said, you know, don't kill me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, uh, to her credit, she said no part of that. She objected to it. All. Oh, she, good. She's very good. That's very good. Yeah. And, uh, we've been married a little over a year and things are still amazing. I'm mm-hmm. still, uh, newly wedding out. Yeah. Yeah. Love coming home every day. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's still the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, uh, as with a lot of things getting lazy. So, you know, uh, you know, yet you take, you take things for granted. Yeah. You know, we've been going to a lot of weddings and it's like, I remember how stoked I was for your wedding day. Yeah. And to, to, to live together and be in an apartment, have your own uh, walls, your own duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still amazing, but it's just so much more normal now. And yeah. so, um, and a lot of that is energy. You know, you come home from whatever you're doing, you all you want to do is just yeah. This down. is where you unplug and do no energy exactly, and it should be a place where you actually bring a little energy to it. That's exactly yeah, and that's okay. the problem. So that's what I'm saying. Where um, if your if your bank of energy is goes up already, mm-hmm. um, and it's not that I could delegate that energy better with with what I already have and focus more on home, mm-hmm. but I think that if that private place is succeeding, um, not that it's like a cure all and I'll just be a marathon man and can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of things fall into place. So yeah, coming home, uh, making sure that, you know, Lindsay feels like I've been thinking about her all day, mm-hmm. uh, doing some surprises, you know, things are getting probably boring cause I'm a boring person. So I could bring, bring things home, plan surprise trips, you know? Yeah. And it's amazing. You know, she's, uh, in particular, very, that's a love language for her. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even have to be a big thing. Yeah. It could be exactly. some flowers you picked because you were out somewhere and you saw them and you said, Hey, this. Well, it, it actually makes me feel terrible. I came home once with like a bag of her like favorite snack and she was like on the verge of tears. She was like, You thought of me. It was like a big deal. Wow. I was like, All it takes. That means that I've really been failing if that tiny little effort. So that was kind of convicting. But um, to me, that's good news. No, you, that's great news. You can score some points, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, yeah. Maybe next time I'll bring two bags, and it'll, <laughs> who knows what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a different lesson there, but uh, <laughs> but that's awesome. So yeah. so state the state the. 
priority in a sentence? Because I, you just said it's about my marriage, but give me the priority in a sentence. Like what? Uh, increasing focus on my marriage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, a lot of transitions going on in my life right now. I'll talk a little bit more about that in our commercial break. But uh, so a lot of things to distract me from home. Sure. And uh, just kind of restructuring how, um, what I'm paying attention to during the day. Yeah. You've made, you, you know, went through a decision making phase and spent a lot of time thinking, sorting things out, prioritizing and feeling some stress about it. So that took energy away from what you might have been bringing home if you hadn't had it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good. Uh, priority number two for me is to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, um, one of the things I'm, curious about in my life is I'm feeling higher levels of stress from seemingly non-stressful things. Hmm. And it's because I think of a breadth of responsibilities that I have or um, concern that I'm dropping a ball somewhere, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I have discovered is that if I will give myself 100% to the moment that I'm in, don't look at my phone. Don't think about what I'm going to do after this. Don't start uh, listening with one ear and thinking about what's next with your brain. Totally. But just be fully in that moment. Totally. My stress level just plummets. Hmm. And I find that I bring more energy to whoever I'm with. I enjoy the experience more. And time slows down. Hmm. So when I'm worried about, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I can't give time to this. If I just forget the clock and get in that moment, mm-hmm. I've been shocked how slow time goes where I got plenty of time after I've given myself to the moment. So it's win, Weird. win, 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 win for everybody. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fascinating thing. So I I'm self talking a lot. Hey, when I when I drift out of the moment, when I'm mm-hmm. worried about three things later today. No, no, no. Stay. Stay here. Stay in this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's really helping. That's really interesting. One of the things, one of the, because we're similar in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. One of the key differences is that uh, one of the top adjectives for you, I would say, is easygoing. Mm. Is is you know hard to hard to freak out. Mm. Uh, so that's that's what what do you think is making you more stressed? Lately? Well, I think that that description is interesting to me because you know those that cereal commercial got to have my pops. <laughs> And they say, oh, the box is empty. Ha ha, you don't get any pops. And uh-huh. he stays really calm on the outside, but on the inside, they show him just freaking out. <laughs> That's what I feel like, uh, you know, fairly often hmm. is like I'm super calm on the outside, but I'm like the duck whose feet's underwater just going crazy <laughs> uh, while they look totally calm on top sure. of the water. That's that's probably more accurate to me. Hmm. So uh, I do I do love to relax. That's what's weird. I love right. to I love to chill with friends or whatever, but I typically am wound up pretty tight inside. Huh. Um what is so when you say in the moment, right? Um do you mean like cuz cuz people say that you know live in the moment. It's like a, it's like a it's like a thing. Yeah. I don't uh, like that thing. You know, <laughs> that's that sounds exactly like what I know. Said. I know. Well, uh what does it look like for you then? You said you have this inner voice. So like if you're sitting is it when you're like sitting on the couch? you know, watching a movie or is it when you're like a coffee with a friend or. Yeah, it could be, it could be like we had, we had our granddaughter yesterday and, um, you know, Hey, get on the floor and play with Eleanor. 
Hmm. Uh, don't sit here and worry about what's coming next this afternoon. And oh no, am I going to be ready for that meeting tomorrow morning? Right now, get on the floor, play with her, look her in the eye, listen to everything she's saying. It could be conversations with Sue. It could be um, coffee with a friend. It could be sitting in my office. This happens a lot. If I'm mm-hmm. in my office, I get interrupted nonstop. Sure. So uh, let those interruptions be the moment I'm in now. You know? Yeah. Go ahead. Get into this moment right now. Listen. Look them in the eye. Attend. Instead of like that being a detour from whatever you were doing. Right. I got to hurry up and get back to what I was doing. Right. So I'm going to give you as little attention as possible to get this done so I can get back to what I wanted to do. That kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So give us, you want to give us number three? Or you want to do commercial first? Um, let's do commercial. We'll, we'll do both of number threes. This is going to be, if you haven't noticed, a little on the shorter side. Yeah. Um, but hopefully for nobody here, that's a, that's a problem. So, uh, yeah, commercial break. We are, uh, upstream with Jim and John, but our bigger platform is jimandjohn.com. Yeah. Uh, no H and, in the John. No H in Jim. And, <laughs> there's guess, no H in Jim either, yeah, either, but there's no H in John. Exactly. Um, and uh, we published a book in January of this year, and uh, uh, we have a blog on there. We have lots of aspirations. Yes, we do. And uh, we would like to write more books. We'd like to write lots of e-books, which are um, uh, high in quality, lower in effort, just because mm-hmm. they go right onto the Kindle. And the point being... I really, really hope to see this go further. So if you've been paying attention to our website, you may have seen our, our blog be a little less consistent than it mm-hmm. has been. Uh, that's changing. Uh, we're going to get started on some ebooks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start, start to expect a lot. Nothing's going to change much on the platform, on the, the podcast side. This is might get a little, a little more, even more engaged on social media than we have been. Yeah. Yeah. And so the goal is, is to, uh, really produce content, both the podcast and some, uh, books and ebooks that are that'll help people go further in their faith and um, I don't know be resources yeah and that's uh, a lot of this is you know kind of for this message I'm, I'm saying is is kind of me me uh, the point of all of this is a kind of ministry for us in, unto itself is mm-hmm. a, is a is an aid to uh, people also on their their walks yeah and to be a resource exactly like you said yeah so, so we're pretty excited about yeah. it and we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to the podcast, check out the website, drop us a note. Uh, you can email us at info at jimandjohn.com, J-I-M-A-N-D-J-O-N.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear some uh, article suggestions, podcast suggestions, books you'd like to read. Uh, I have three now kind of penciled out that I want mm. to write. And we'll obviously have some more and some of those can be shorter ebooks and stuff, but we just love to hear from you. And we certainly appreciate those of you who are patrons on our Patreon account and cheering us on. We, we, we covet your prayers. We covet your encouragement and support and any input you have constructive and critical. Sure. <laughs> All of it. All of it. Yeah. You guys are, are great. And it's a, it's a blessing that we, that anyone listens to this. So yeah. It's a, it's a, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so um, John, let's hear number three for you. All right, number three, uh, and the first one is the first priority. The and and uh, marriage obviously is my mm-hmm. highest priority to another human. Uh, so this one is to everyone else. Basically, it's a little more general, but basically, um, I am in my head a lot, and uh, and as many benefits or as fun as that can be for me sometimes it leads me being very self-focused just by the mm. just by the merit of 
of that by spending time alone a lot and um and being kind of uh I don't know what the polite way just being stuck a little bit in my in my own head but but the point being and again not having enough energy is that uh, I'm not focused enough on other people mm-hmm. you know the uh you say a lot with with one tiny exception the world is not made up of it's made up of, of other people who are not you entirely other entirely made up of others yeah so yeah. uh and that's I mean that's hugely important we talk a lot about uh how you know the the uh, trees in, in, in New Testament, the, the, the branch that yields fruit, it, it has a use. I'm, I'm butchering this, but you know, a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. The whole point is, is to produce. There's a kind of, uh, productive mm. forward, mm-hmm. um, uh, message to being, uh, a modern day Christ follower. You know, you, it, it's not that you have to yield to, uh, you know, appease God, but it's that, that it's, you know, we are here for his glory and that doesn't exist if you're shut up in your, in your mm-hmm. house all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, um, you know, maybe not the key part, but a huge part of, of being here is I have a purpose, right? Yeah. And so, uh, just refocusing on the, um, you know, 99.99999% of people on the earth as opposed to, to so myself. what might that look like? You, you talking about like having coffee with friends more often, do you mean well, like uh, even that is self meeting strangers? Me. Do you mean serving in some kind of nonprofit thing somewhere? What what does that mean? What do you, how might that where might that take you? Yeah, so that would mean uh, serving more in particular. That would that's practically what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's actually a great question. Uh, and and in dinners and and hanging out with friends, still definitely a little more selfish. But maybe people who I haven't talk to in a long time, you know, mm-hmm. before I went to school or something, uh, uh, contacting them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, primarily just, uh, um, engagement and, uh, and volunteering. There's That's a few, cool. yeah, a few ideas I've had w- with the church and, and without, but yeah. So, um, again, I'm going to ask you to put that in a sentence cause you, you, you set up a whole picture, uh, before you got to the punchline. Did you write it on that? Did you write it down? Well, I wrote down a paragraph. Oh, so that's the, that's the, that's the problem. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because I guess the the priority is just um, focusing on other people. So that's a little vague. But I guess that could be the sentence. Yeah. Focusing on other people. Getting outside of your head mm-hmm. and recognizing there's other people in the world that you could you could contribute to. Yeah. Okay. If that's, I mean, if that's good enough, I can, I can keep thinking about it if you want. No, I like it. I, I, I'm curious, you know, we probably should spend some time, uh, when we're done recording, kind of thinking about how we're going to put this in play because it's, it's a, um, there's a, there's a, a concept called, uh, narcotic dysfunction and, uh, I'm going to teach you a word. Yeah, please. What, uh, <laughs> what it means is that um, you can you can talk about a, a social problem or a world problem and leave the room feeling like we just made the world a better place mm-hmm. when you did nothing but just talk about it. Yeah. And There's, so that same actual uh, phenomenon plays out with um, with goals. So if you say, I'm uh-huh. going to start working out, yeah. you actually get the response of your body as if you like were productive and you and you did something to better yourself. Or, uh, you know, like I'm going to, you mean your body actually does feel like it worked out? Not like it worked out, but you feel, you know how you feel like, man, I didn't do anything today. And then you have days where you're like, I crushed it today. Yeah. That feeling of I crushed it happens by talking about plans that you haven't done. 
So like that's interesting. Yeah, like we're gonna write. So this, you're faking we're yourself write out. This book, yeah. and then you never write it. But yeah, every time you talk about it, yeah, I'm working on this book. How long have you been working on it? Nine years. <laughs> so that's why they say not to even for social grace. If you don't tell someone your plans, then you don't go through with them. You don't look like a flake. Right. But also not to talk about them because you deprive your body of that feeling of productivity without until you're actually productive. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the other idea that comes to my mind is motion versus movement. A lot of times, you know, if you in our work lives or something, we have a lot of meetings and people hate meetings, Mm -hmm. but you can get in a meeting and have a lot of motion, brainstorming, you know, critical thinking, think tanking a problem. And you're like, man, this is a great plan. That's just motion. That's not movement. Actually getting up and moving forward is movement. So I, I I would love for us to just off the air, talk about how we're going to get actual movement here. All right. My third one, John, is uh, find my right place in my kids' lives. Hmm. Uh, Sue and I have been talking a lot lately about how weird this space is in our life. Um, our kids range in age from 33 to 24, and um, all of them are doing really well. All the kids are doing great. And it feels like I, I feel frequently like, am I letting my kids down? Is there, should I be calling more? Should I be, should I be engaged at a higher level? Right. And then what I do is I put myself back in my life when I was 25 to 30. And I didn't wish my parents called me more. Yeah. And we, you know, Sue's parents would come visit us. My mom would come visit us and it'd be awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I never sat around going, why don't they visit me more? <laughs> sure. And so <clears throat> I'm trying to find this space. It's a really weird space of how do I find the right place in my kids' lives where I'm giving them everything they would desire, need. Mm-hmm. I'm being responsible to them, but I'm not uh, making it bigger than it should be. Like helicopter parenting? or That or or – Producing guilt in them, like making them feel like, oh, dad's frustrated that I'm not talking to him more. Gotcha. I want my kids to be totally free. I've said this, you know, I watch parents get mad because their kids don't come for Christmas, whatever. I'm like, go wherever you want to go. I don't, I don't need you to frame your life around me. I don't want to ever be a burden to you. Hmm. I'll take every minute with you I can get, but I don't want to, I don't want to place a burden on you. Right. So that's the space of, well, you know, if I, if I ask for more, am I placing a burden on them? And, or, or is it at this right balance? And if it is, what do I do with all this time on my hands? I just finished my <laughs> master's plan, uh, program. And so, uh, I'm actually, I just got 15 to 20 hours a week of my life back and I'm kind of freaking out. I don't know what to do with it. So we're going to go after this a little harder. Going to start, you know, outlining some books and getting some writing done. Um, but this, this priority is not so much give more to my kids unless they need it, mm-hmm. but just find the right place and settle in there. Sure. Because um, it feels a little vague. It feels unsettled to me. Yeah. I don't have a ton to tell you. You, you know? can't contribute to that because yeah. you and I spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And I don't have my own kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so say even if I didn't, I'm probably more clingy than my other siblings yeah well i don't know because you know you and i we do this together we talk more than any of my kids Mm -hmm. um 
But if we go three days without even a check-in, you know, not a text or anything, I wonder, hmm, is everything okay? Yeah, I you do. Know? I remember when I was in college, it was a little different. There was, you know, kind of more more dead air in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, because, I mean. I'm and this is it, not like, a complaint. This is, you know, in case any of our, you know, my kids listen to this, I, I'm not complaining at all. I'm just trying to find the right no, spot. And it's like, like you said, you know, you have with that margin, maybe you're looking for more things to, uh, to fill it with. And it's a, I mean, that one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to have kids is the amount of, um, responsibility, even after they left, just because of the, the weight of your impact on yeah. them. And so I don't envy that. Yeah. Um, but I would say, uh, there's probably, there's probably not really a right way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to find it be like, ah, I found the formula right. for how often to text my kids, you know? Yeah. And even with five kids, they could have five different opinions about what's the right exactly. level of involvement. So, yeah. So that's my, that's my third one. And, um, I want to, the, the fear is that something would happen to me and one of my kids would go, man, he, he was a ghost the last whatever long of his life. Hmm. Um, so I don't, I'm not even sure I kept up with his life, you know, that something like that. So I worry about being negligent. So this is more about me making sure I'm not being negligent toward my kids than it is about wishing my kids gave me more of them. So you could, uh, overcorrect just to be safe. You could text them every single day until they tell you not to. (laughs) I mean, I, Another question. Uh, so this is God's priorities for your life. Right. Why do you think God is putting this on you? This kind of, this, this awareness of how much you are or are not. Yeah. You know, um, I got two granddaughters here that live close to me. I've got a grandson in Denver and, um, I really want to make sure they get the best of me, uh, that I contribute to their lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, I love my kids so much, but having, having them in three states and in various stations of life, I do, I do want to make sure that I'm giving them all the support they can get to flourish Yeah, without being a burden to them. So, you know, there was a while where I, we got this uh, Marco Polo app and I would make a word of the day video. And I, I think I went like 31 days straight making a word of the day video. Yeah. It went on for a while. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing it. And then I realized that most of my kids were 15, 16 videos behind. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had this illusion in my head that I was talking to my kids every single day. Sure. And when I realized I wasn't, it made me kind of, it's, it knocked the wind out of that sail. So I think a texting, texting actually did come to my mind because they'll see a text. If you don't have your notifications on about a Marco Polo, you don't even know you got one. Right. Um, so I did think about just a, just a hello, thinking about you today kind of thing. So now we're getting into the counseling chair. I'm about ready to lay down so you can make me better. I don't, it's not that neurotic. It doesn't, sure. but I, but I do, uh, and this is probably your question was, so this is a priority you think God is asking of you. Mm-hmm. It's probably more accurately a question I keep asking God. Gotcha. Not one that he's, that I feel like he's saying, Hey, pay attention here. But it, but you think about it daily, all, all the time, all the time, yeah, and that's why I want to resolve it, yeah, so that I can fit in this appropriate place 
and really be in the groove. Uh, you probably think like I do where, uh, you know, me me and Lindsay daydream sometimes about, about moving. Not mm. that we'd like to, but just what that would be like, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think about it in a, a, a similar kind of... Uh, uh, like fatalistic way, mm-hmm. like, well, what about when my parents die? You know, like, like, what would yeah. we regret not? Really being glad there? to know you're thinking about that. Yeah, well, you're thinking about when you die too. <laughs> you're thinking about when, when we. Have well, we're both thinking about when I die. How come you're not thinking about when you're gonna die? Because I'm young and invincible. Oh, I'm not, I see. I'm not dying for you know, <laughs> sixty more years. Yeah, you know, Sue and I, uh, I'm, I've got a little gypsy in me. We've moved a few times. Yeah, and uh, this, this makes me think of a story. It's a great story. I, I, I went to Curacao. Curacao is a little island 40 miles off the coast of Venezuela. Hmm. It is uh, seven miles wide, 35 miles long. It's a tiny place. And um, I was captivated. I went there. Actually, we had narrowed a search. Our church, we were pastoring in Denver. Mm -hmm. We were trying to find a nation to adopt to bring focus to our missions efforts to really make one particular place a better place, like whatever we could do. Sure build relationships there. Get them. So we had narrowed that search to three countries and Curacao was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I went on a plane with a couple of buddies from the church and we went to check it out and it captured me. Really? Yes. I was trying to think where I'd heard that name and it's such a small country. There's no way I heard it in school. It's probably because of you and Grace Community. Church. Probably so. And, and, and uh, I mean, man, I was captivated. Uh, there's a whole lot to it. They, it was a distribution center for slavery for the Americas. So these ships would come from Africa, just brutality of slavery there. Man. And um, it was the first uh, slave-owned country. They actually oh, wow. took over the island and established their own nation and pursued their freedoms. Wow. And there's just a lot of rich history there. And it, it grabbed my heart. Yeah. So I went home. When I got home from that trip, I walk in the house and, and I become persuaded on this trip that we're supposed to move here. Like us, our family. Oh yeah. Like we need to go to Curacao. We, God is asking us to give our lives here. I was persuaded, Hmm. which shows how easily I can be persuaded about something. Anyway, (laughs) you, you have a lot of feelings about that. I do. And I walk in the door at home and Sue's like, how was it? And I said, man, buckle up. I think God is asking us to move there. She said, no, he's not. I said, what? She said, no, he's not. I said, you're not even going to pray about it? She said, baby, I pray without ceasing. I'm praying right now. No, he is not asking us to move there. (laughs) Oh, That's that's, funny. You you treat life-changing moves the way you treat cars. You just you yeah, just well, see how it feels. Okay, enough therapy for Jim, because <laughs> uh, we can start we can start poking your little bear too. So, hey, hey I hope these priorities have stirred your own thinking. Um, man, it'd be cool. Uh, email us info at jimandjohn dot com and tell us where you landed on yours. We will commit to this if you correspond with us. We'll pray for you, and uh, love to hear from you. So yeah, and we'll be back to more standard format. We just figured hopefully this helps somebody. Yeah, yeah, something we wanted to do, and yeah. uh, hopefully it's hopefully it's been interesting to you. Yeah, and if not, at least you you now know that your pastor is a real human being, and his, <laughs> and his, his son is too. So. Yeah, and you could say, well, I'll wait for the next episode. Right. This one, this one kind of sucked. <laughs> sure. But yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, info at Jim and John is our email, 
uh, reach us there. Uh, we're uh, mostly active on Instagram. If you want to drop a comment yep. or uh, just check us out there at Jim and John, one word. Yep. No H and John ever at any of our stuff. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.